when we look at performance, I have never found the incredible outperformance of a concentrated strategy to be impressive. And when I say concentrated, I'm talking a specialty strategy, a niche strategy, a thematic strategy, or just owning a few socks. Like I've never found that to be impressive because you can get lucky and you can be in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. As always, you got Mark and D, also known as Diamond Hands Derek. <laughs> What's up, Mark? How you doing? What's up, buddy? So we did a throwback episode for last week since we were too lazy to actually record a new one. Yep. So there was no Diamond Hands Derek at that I point know, in time. Yeah, so that's rough. left out. So people might be thinking that maybe we dropped the name, but we didn't. It's still there. <laughs> it still exists. <laughs> it's catching on like wildfire. Yes, it is, man. All right. So here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about performance pimping. Mm-hmm. Pimping your performance. Oh, yeah. Dude, I've had people reach out to me on Twitter, send me little screenshots like I was up 74% last year. Have you seen stuff like that? All the time. It's like, all right, dude, first of all, 90% of your money is in your 401k and your 401k did 12% last year. Right. You want us to focus on the 10% of your <laughs> money that you invested into your play account and you got lucky because you put it in two different stocks you know, they're just, they're kind of searching for an attaboy, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about concentrated investment strategies versus diversified investment strategies. And I think when you're looking at someone's performance, you need to be able to compare apples to apples. There's way too many attention seekers out there that are out there looking for an attaboy, fishing for compliments. And most of the time, I don't think the compliments are deserved. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. And I think if there was ever a year to focus on that, I think 2020 was it, right? Yeah, right. Because all the craziness that we saw, both on the upside and the downside, you have throw in these meme stocks that yeah. you saw. You got Dave Portnoy in the mix. It's just a perfect storm of momentum stocks, right? All momentum. And, you know, guys like you and me on the sideline kind of taking inventory of all this stuff. And it's, it's like, hey, guys, this is not exactly how it's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, going forward, it may not work that way. So you might want to be careful about building yourself up on Twitter, you know, because you made one lucky stock pick. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you were all in Tesla. So yep. you were up hundreds of percentage points. Exactly. OK, dude, that's cool. But let's also mention that that was just 10,000 of your 100,000. Right. right. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, you know, like no one's actively managing their 401ks. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say no one, that's a total generalization because mm -hmm. there are a few people out there that have a brokerage link option within their 401k right. and they are doing this. Mm -hmm. We happen to know someone in particular. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> it's not me or you, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it is someone we're very close to. So look, when we look at performance, I have never found the incredible outperformance of a concentrated strategy to be impressive. And when I say concentrated, I'm talking a specialty strategy, a niche strategy, a thematic strategy, or just owning a few stocks. Like I've never found that to be impressive because you can get lucky and you can be in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. For example, as you mentioned, maybe last year it was high growth, high momentum stocks. Mm -hmm. No one cared about valuation. It didn't matter. So it was so easy. Thrown out the window. By anyone that helped you to work from home better and you made a lot of money. It was a thematic kind of year. So if somebody were to show me their portfolio and show me that they own Zoom and 
a couple other work from home plays. It's like, that's awesome for you. I don't know how much of that was luck, but there was certainly a percentage of that that has to be attributed to luck. Mm -hmm. And you're not showing me that you have any great stock picking skill set. Right. Luck and timing. Yes. Yep. Yep. Luck and timing. Mm -hmm. And actually, last year, timing didn't even really matter (laughs) because you could have gotten into Zoom 100% late and you still made a few hundred percent. Which never happens. Never happens. (laughs) Ever. So like last year was an anomaly. Look, I think the niche specialty, thematic strategies, all that stuff, they just, they don't impress me. If somebody shows me they were up 74% last year, it's like, cool, dude, good for you. I think it's only fair if you show me the whole picture, throw your 401k in there too, (laughs) right? Because that's your total net worth. But I believe that outperformance in a diversified strategy is very impressive. Absolutely. Like that means that that manager is going sector by sector. In drilling down into each of those sectors, and they are outperforming or providing alpha or value for their clients by picking the right stocks. That's impressive. Absolutely. So that's what I want to see. Like, I want to see the outperformance of a diversified strategy. I could care less if some niche strategy worked well last year. Right. And you got to look at longevity of your strategy as well. So that's great if your portfolio is up you know, 73% or whatever, you know, based on the strength of, you know, Tesla and whatever other hot stock that you had in there. But when we see these stocks unwind where they've had huge runs and then they start to sell off, that's where I've had several conversations with more friends than clients about when it's unwinding, what do we do? Right. And a lot of those people who had those, you know, huge returns, they don't know what to do. Right. That's where the paper hands come in. Right. That's it, man. (laughs) So that is why, and what we've been talking about on on the show for a while now, is having some kind of strategy on one to unload those stocks that are, you know, on their way down, having some price targets, having some buy and some sell discipline, and really making sure your overall picture matches what you want it to look like. Yeah. And I feel like when you mentioned this topic, that's kind of the first thing that popped into my head is you just can't pick a bunch of stocks that you see on Twitter and call it a day and call that your portfolio. You could in 2020. (laughs) And unfortunately, investors, D, we've talked about this for a long time. Investors have a short term memory. Absolutely. So that's all they remember right Mm -hmm. now is 2020 and how easy it was. Right. Because, you know, there's the Teslas of the world, but Obviously, some of the reopened trades, you know, in, yeah. in June, they were not looking good. It's a different story later on in the year. But you have to have a plan for the next step of the cycle. And the plan cannot be just randomly picking all these stocks that you hear about, whether it's on Twitter or, you know, on the TV. It's not a strategy that's going to work out long term. Right. Exactly. So I want to shift gears. I want to talk a little bit about Kathy Wood from ARK Invest. Are you familiar with Kathy? I am, yes. So she was like the darling of Wall Street and Main Street and Silicon Valley Mm -hmm. over the course of the last year, year and a half, two years. I wasn't crazy about her a few years ago. I saw her on TV a few Mm -hmm. times. She was pimping Tesla. You know, (laughs) Tesla's going to $5,000 a share. And then people would fire back questions and I really didn't think like she knew everything she should have known (laughs) So I wasn't a huge fan, but nevertheless, whether I'm a fan or not, she grew her AUM from 4 billion with a B to 40 billion with a B last year because she saw so many inflows into her ETF, Mm -hmm. specifically her flagship ETF, ARKK. 
Right. That's the ARK Innovation ETF. Mm-hmm. That's an innovation ETFD, right? <laughs> so let's go back to what we just talked about. That is a thematic ETF. Mm-hmm. It invests in a specific theme. It is a niche ETF. So everybody loved Kathy Wood. Everybody thought she was a genius. But honestly, anyone that invested a big chunk of money in Tesla looks like a genius today. Oh, yeah. Because the valuation still doesn't matter for Tesla. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's starting to matter a little bit, you know, because you have seen the stock pull back. And that leads me into the next thing I want to say about Kathy Wood. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, Monday morning quarterback, haters, whatever you want to call them, man. They're coming out of the woodwork right now. They got their crosshairs on Kathy's back, calling her a hack. They're cheering on the fact that, you know, her fund is down as of the recording of this show, like 22% mm-hmm. off its peak, which was just a few weeks ago. So that is a very fast drawdown. Now, right. as we're recording the show, the thing did rebound 10% yesterday. So it did recapture some of those losses. It was probably Mm -hmm. down 30%, you know, before that rebound. But they're coming after Kathy Wood. And just to be clear, I'm not a Kathy Wood hater. I never thought she was the god of investing. Mm -hmm. I never really believed that. I watched her interviews on Tesla and she was getting hit some questions that, in my opinion, being a guy who's done TV, looked like she sidestepped Mm -hmm. and really didn't answer the questions directly. You know, she kept going back to the five bullet points that she knew in her head. But her ETF, despite being down 22% off its peak, is up 150% year over year. Right. That's awesome. It's (laughs) phenomenal performance. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. But it is a niche, specialty, thematic, concentrated strategy. Right. It was never meant to be 100% of somebody's equity holdings in their overall portfolio. It was never meant to be that. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's not an all-encompassing equity strategy. When high growth, high momentum, ridiculous valuation tech and med tech plays work or are in favor, that ETF is going to do very well. Mm-hmm. And that's why you saw, you know, the inflows like they were last year going from $4 billion to 40 for her firm. I mm-hmm. believe the ARK-K ETF is at a, between 20 and $25 billion by itself. Yep. And then they've got a few other ETFs in addition to that. Kathy Wood, again, I'm not one of those haters. I'm also not, you know, one of her biggest champions either, but I'm going to defend her here and say that Kathy Wood has done exactly what she promised her investors she was going to do and then mm-hmm. some. She's oh, done yeah. that. She's fulfilled her obligation, so I don't understand why the hate's coming from every different angle. Well, the hate on Twitter comes from every angle every day. Every no day, what. dude. <laughs> it's brutal out there. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Again, that's one of the first things that we mentioned on the show is to have an overall plan. And putting all of your funds into a specialty ETF is not a plan. It's directly derived from greed, right? Yeah. You see everyone else making money. You're like, hey, man, I want to make money too. So I'm going to- Don't we all? And I'm just going to pile onto this with everyone else. And then you know, after uh, whatever you mentioned, 122% run, then it starts to go down. And now everyone's upset about it, right? Yeah, yeah. So- a lot of the blame should not be going to her. It should be going on the individual investor. I've got to talk to a lot of clients about you know Bitcoin after our Bitcoin episode. You just have to have the right risk concentrations set up properly for your situation. I think a lot of people, you know, one to two percent of their portfolio in Bitcoin is probably enough because it's a wild ride. You know? Yeah, Tesla. We've seen it over the last couple of weeks. It's a wild ride. The cannabis ETFs and, and stocks and things like that. 
it's a wild ride. You yeah. got to know what you're getting into, yep. right? So on the wild ride up, everyone's a hero. Yeah. But on the wild ride down, no one wants to talk about that. Or there's finger pointing and laughing. Exactly. Which so I'm going to sidestep here. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to talk about something else that's kind of been irking me. All right. What's up with America today, dude? Like, <laughs> why don't we cheer on people's successes? Like, when I see someone who's more successful than me, I want to be like that person, mm -hmm. right? I don't hope that person fails to make me feel better about my lack of initiative in life. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's very strange that there's so much of that going on in this country where rather than just trying to do better yourself, there are people out there that they get off on watching other people fail. That's what's happening right now with Kathy Wood. They missed out on the 150% upside right, that exactly. she's had over the last year. And now they're nah, 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 nah. You know, finger pointing, childish little games of, since I'm not that good at anything, I want you to fail so that <laughs> you're not that good at any. Like, it's terrible, dude. It really is awful. And I feel like the social media can just amplifying kind of the human condition yeah. of jealousy and wanting to tear those people down and then see them fail. And then America loves building those people back up on the way up. Right. Yeah. You know, Tiger Woods is a, uh, a guy that pops into my head when we're talking about this, when he was having his problems, you know, he was front and center on every TV show, not just sports center. And then his rise back to popularity and winning golf tournaments again, that was a huge sports story and everyone loved it. Yeah. But I never understood why the piling on, no matter who you are, it always happens. So I was at Top Golf a week or two ago for mm -hmm. lunch. Man, you love Top Golf, dude. That is my favorite. That's my go-to <laughs> spot, man. I mean, in Cleveland, when it's now, it's beautiful outside oh, right yes. now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got lucky. It's like sixty to seventy degrees and mm -hmm. sunny mid-March, early to mid-March. Mm -hmm. Like it's rare for us, and it's not just a one-day thing. Like right. this is lasting like a week, dude. Mm -hmm. So this is rare. But normally in Cleveland in February or March, you're lucky to see forty degrees. You're mm -hmm. lucky. So yeah, to go golf under some infrared heaters and have some wings for lunch, like it's fun, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I got to get out of here every now and then. So I was there and one of the servers dropped their entire tray, plates, glasses, everything, mm -hmm. everything just shattered. And most of the people were cool, but there were a few that like laughed and cheered and clapped. Clapped. And like it made me think grade. like, what miserable people <laughs> you are. Like, really? Like you're, because I was a server, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a server back in the day and I dropped stuff before. Oh yeah. And did I put my game face on and smile and laugh like I didn't care? You bet. <laughs> was I utterly embarrassed? You bet. Right. Was I pissed I had to go clean it? <laughs> you bet. Oh, like, yeah. that's just another thing that I kind of noticed last <laughs> week where it's like, man, there are just some miserable people out there who they just, they get off on seeing other people fail. It's not cool. Nope. Not cool. Back to Kathy Wood. And then we'll wrap up here. Again, not to, you know, I'm not her biggest champion, but I'm also not a critic. You know, I think she's done a fantastic job. She's built a fantastic business with a thematic strategy. The key is her strategy is not meant to be 100% of somebody's portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's 10%. Maybe it's 25% of someone's equity exposure. If you mm -hmm. want to get a little more aggressive, the only way you can really have it as 100% of your strategy is if you're willing to take on a lot of extra risk, right? Because it is a, thematic or single factor or style kind of investment. Growth has been in favor. All of a sudden, value is eating growth's lunch. And when those things happen, some of those thematic investments can be left behind. Right. You know, so 
she's done a great job. She carved out a great niche for herself. And the haters are probably hating because they're pointing to the fact that, ha, 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 you know, now she's not doing all that great anymore. But who cares if it's 10% of your strategy <laughs> right? or 20, like who cares if it's a hundred percent of your strategy? Yeah. Shame on you. You shouldn't have been a hundred percent. And now I'm saying shame on you, but also kudos to you because you're up 150% over right. that. You know, you made a concentrated bet and that concentrated bet worked for you. You know, when we live in a world where all these concentrated bets are, you know, kind of rewarded and praised on social media or with your friends or whatever, it's easy to fall into that trap, like I said before. But if you want to be successful, you really need to get that plan together on where you want your risk to be. Yep. And I really, really feel that from 2020, one of the things that we lost touch on is that stocks just don't go up forever, no yeah. matter what. Yep. And I feel like a lot of people, and maybe some people that have just got into the stock game recently, they feel like if they pick a winning stock, that it's going to go up forever. Yeah. Forever and ever. I've had that conversation with several people. It does not work that way. Set a way out. If that stock that you got drops by a certain percentage, are you getting out? Are you adding to the position? Yep. You know, a lot of people, I saw your spot on Charles Payne. That could be an opportunity to get back in. Yeah. If you're the stock you really like drops, especially yep. with earnings, have that strategy in mind beforehand. But the strategy that you can get into a specialized position and that it's just going to continue to go up forever is not realistic. No, it's not realistic at all. So I guess the takeaway lesson here is be diversified and don't be a hater. Yeah. Don't be a hater, man. Like if someone did better than you last year, like congratulate them. <laughs> now also take it with a grain of salt. That's yeah. an also key takeaway. <laughs> like you got to wait too much performance pimping on some dude who picked one or two stocks yep. with a thousand bucks of his money and the rest yep. of his money in his 401k didn't do that. Right. And keep in mind too, just a quick stat before we go, basically of the uh, mutual funds out there. Yeah. This is a 2019 number. It's the best I could do. Only 29% of mutual funds in the stock sector outperform their benchmark. Which percent was that? 29%. Wow. So that means, you know, of all the professionals, there's lots and lots of money and people and time and effort going into those funds. I can tell you that for sure. Only 29% of them outperformed the index that they were compared to. I want to touch on that and then we're wrapping up. But the index they were compared to, their respective benchmark, I can promise you that Kathy Wood's ARK Innovation ETF, the benchmark is not the S&P 500. Exactly. I can promise you that. Yep. And I think that's a major, major misconception out there. We're not just comparing all stocks out there to the S&P 500. Yep. All right, man. I want to wrap up by sharing some stats on our show, which I think are weird. Okay. Okay. So first of all, for all of you regular listeners and subscribers, thank you. We appreciate it. We love giving you guys timely info week after week after week. We release these shows every Wednesday morning. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do. But Derek, here's the stat I wanted to share. I was looking at who's actually listening to our podcast. Mm -hmm. 94% of our listeners, is that right? 94% of our listeners are on Apple iPhones. Hmm. We can't attract anyone that uses an Android. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the Android listeners out there? That's crazy. What, how does this happen? Am I doing something wrong? Because 
Apple can't have a 94% market share, can they? Yeah, they do in our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so a quick call out to all of you. I mean, every single one of you who's listening has an iPhone, obviously. <laughs> Here's your homework assignment for the week. Go out and find someone who has an Android yep. and make them download one of our episodes. We need to penetrate the Android market. I like it. Because we have failed to do so. And it has been brought to my attention. All right, everyone. As always, thanks for chiming in. Shoot any questions over to info at swpconnect.com. Write us that five-star review. Shoot us an email. We may have a few hoodies left. Like I said before, you send us, you give us a five-star review, send us a screenshot of what you wrote uh, about us. We'll send you out some swag. I think there's a few hoodies left. We got some nice dry fit t-shirts, coffee mugs, all that stuff. So do us a favor, subscribe, write us a review, and we will talk to you next week. Hey, it's Mark. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Look, if you wouldn't mind, please go to your podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use, and give us a five-star rating and review. You know, the best way for us to continue to educate and enlighten every single one of you is for more and more people to know about us, and your review would help us with that. Also, we've had quite a few listeners reach out to us lately asking about financial planning. So we've decided to offer a special to every single one of our listeners. It's a $495 comprehensive financial plan. No strings attached. You don't have to move your investments under our management. We're not going to use the plan as a gimmick to sell you a product. There's absolutely no hidden agenda and no further obligation on your part. You just get great conflict-free advice from us. And all you have to do is visit your495plan.com. That's your495plan.com. Fill out your info. One of our certified financial planners will reach out and begin to build out your plan. Visit your495plan.com today.